0: Hey guys, it's Chloe and Rachel. And this is Bitch Tat My Face. All right, we are back with a new episode for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So make sure to catch on our previous ones. And I think we're just going to get into it. Let's do it. So on this week's episode, I think we're going to kind of talk about um, some like groups, maybe you would call them. Yeah. um, In this industry, I think,
1: or in like any business industry, I think there's a lot of opportunity for networking Mm -hmm. within different groups. Um, so I think we wanted to touch on that because we've had a lot of experience in those types of networking
0: groups, like how to identify good groups, like what the deal is with the groups. Yeah, definitely. I think um with doing what we do, it's good to utilize these groups, especially if they are like good good groups, you would say, or people that you are genuine and do want to help support other people. Um so yeah, definitely look out for that stuff. Um I would say Well, I'll ask you, how have you kind of like picked and choose like what groups are good and like what are bad?
1: Honestly, it's been a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Um,
0: I do have like, there's obviously groups that
1: are, you know, more established that have been around for a long time um, that there's like higher memberships for, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done a lot of like organic growth and a lot of organic networking, meaning that I don't pay for my networking groups. So
0: yeah. So when you say memberships. People are actually paying to like, be a part of these groups. Yes. See, I did not know that until like we started talking about it recently. I had just thought people were in these groups because they wanted to be in these groups and the and, like, like help each other. Yeah, And the and people and... in charge of the group just wanted to help people. But no, I think a lot of these people who run these groups do just want people's money and don't really care.
1: I think there's been kind of like a downward spiral with the networking groups where like it started off with really good or, and some of them still do have really good intentions, but some of them start off with really good intentions and then they realize, Hey, we can make money off of this. Yeah. And then it it like goes up from there and then it becomes like this, like inclusive, like click that like, we're not going to help anyone unless they pay us. Yeah. And it's not cheap either. No, it's definitely not. So also like, I think they, use it, not like an MLM or like, you know, like those pyramid schemes, but some of them are kind of that way. Like where like, if you're part of that group, you have to recruit other people Mm -hmm. to join. And it's, it's interesting to me to see like, if like a certain group isn't good for a certain industry, right? Like why would you recruit somebody that may, it may not meet their needs because you just have to meet this quota for your group. I don't know. I just think that that's like where they've kind of gone bad with it. And like a lot of these, also these women's networking groups where like, they say like, Oh, we want to uplift women. We want to, you know, you know, network you and get you with other women who are, you know, with the same mindset and we'll all help each other out. Some of those still are that way. Like I'm in a couple that are just like genuinely, they just want the best for each other. They don't charge you. Like, it's just like really cohesive and like everyone just wants to help each other out. And then also I've joined some where like, if you don't pay them, then you don't get seen. Yeah.
0: Which to me is crazy because when you think of a lot of these groups, um, some of them like are on Facebook or maybe like Instagram or they have like a main hub type of thing. So it's like, it costs them nothing to just like share your post on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like you post the Facebook post, all they have to do is kind of share it or maybe like copy and paste it and post on their page. It's not a lot of work
1: kind of. And like, then I also feel like it's like a cross promotion too. like you share my stuff. I'll share your stuff. Like, let's do this together. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I think that mindset has kind of gone out the door a little bit. And I think that that's where, you know, I find it hard like, I say like Oh yeah, we should start our own. I don't really have time for it, but like, we should start our own. <laughs> and like, it would never be like a business. You know what I mean? Like it would just be exclusively just to help other people help each other. Yeah.
0: And like you said, it helps like it would help us too in the long run. Like if people are like, Oh, like, have you heard about Arch and Lane's networking group or something? Like what, like nice group of women or whatever, like it helps you like, like what we said before, like help us help you type of thing. Like, I feel like everybody should want everybody to succeed. And I think, Money has definitely like taken over a lot of those ways. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't damper what you're doing to
1: help someone else. No, not at all. So let us know, guys. Like let us know. Should we start a networking
0: group? I think we should let's, talking about let, it. I'm I mean, like, like let's, let's, do let's do post
1: it. it on the Insta. You guys let us know <laughs> if you think that's a great idea. Would you want to be a part of it? Would you want to come to some of the meetings. Um, I, I am in a couple of groups that like, it's just like business owners and like, they're just awesome too. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say like, it's all bad, but what I've ran into is like this kind of, um, commercialization of the groups and also like the Facebook boards and things like that. Oh, if you, you know, I mean, they usually have like a day where you can post and like, they don't charge anything, but like, Oh, if you want to be seen, like you're going to pay, um, as opposed to just like, let's just like, let everybody kind of like you know, obviously there has to be limits, right. Cause you know, people like posting all the time. Yeah. But I think it's nice when um, places genuinely just like want to see small business side, because there is so much big business that, you know, the small business is really what is like makes the community, the community. Mm -hmm, I've run into this a lot with like our St. Pete store, like being downtown. It's interesting because there are a lot of bigger businesses that are moving in. They're knocking down a lot of smaller businesses to create these big apartment complexes Mm -hmm. right in downtown, like right near our new store. Mm -hmm. Um, I would venture to imagine at some point someone's going to buy our building and we're going to get kicked out, but, um, all these big businesses. So I think it's really important that small businesses stick together and that creates such like a nice community of people that support each other Mm -hmm. and like just continue to make small businesses be successful so that we can still stick around.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Like the comparison between like our Palm Harbor store and like the St. Pete store, it's just so different and a completely different vibe. I mean, St. Pete is definitely more like city living, I would say mm-hmm. when here is more like suburban, like yeah. the clientele is different. I mean, the everyday type of people are different. Um, so, and I think it does show in the Facebook group sometimes too. Yeah. A hundred percent. Just like who's who. And I don't know, it's all very interesting. Just the different locations. I mean, Dunedin ties into everything too. Every, every place is so different. And I feel like you just kind of have to find what works for you. What's your favorite store? Me? Yeah. Well, I love Home Harbor. I love Home Harbor. Tell you. What's like your favorite store aesthetically? St. Pete. Saint I Pete. love St. Pete. I love all the pink. I think it's just like, I feel like you just walk in there and it's like good energy. Yeah. Um, it's kind of th- more
1: open. Yeah.
0: I think all the stores are like that too. I obviously love all them, but I love St. Pete's like, Just the whole vibe. The look, the vibe. What's yours?
1: I like love Palm Harbor. (laughs) <laughs> i'm like such a well number one i'm a creature of habit mm-hmm. so like i love i've been here you know for almost six years now so i just like love it so much yeah i love the clientele i mean like i haven't experienced as much clientele obviously because we're just open in st Pete, um and i'm sure i love the clientele there too but palm harbor is like my baby mm-hmm. was, like you know the first storefront yeah so definitely i always gravitate to palm harbor
0: what do you think about like clientele compared to palm harbor and dig eden
1: I think it's pretty similar, to be honest with you. I think so too. I think we
0: get like you know like the
1: snowbirds. I think we get like you know like me like the the like kind of like the moms and they're like mid thirties mm-hmm. who just like want to you know do some self care, which is really nice. Um, St. Pete seems to be like a little bit different. Like we have a lot of people. It seems like that have moved from out of state. Like maybe Northerners that like mm-hmm. are looking for more of like a Florida lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to kind of like meet everybody. We get to meet so many cool people though. Definitely. And like so many different walks of life and, you know, experiences and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool.
0: It is funny too. Cause I know, um, at the store, we always say like everybody knows everybody kind of. So it's interesting to watch some of like our clients know other people who are maybe in like Dunedin or around, like, I know a lot of your clients, um, go to like the same school as brace or like their kids like might know each other too so it's kind of interesting how everything kind of ties together
1: I know we did brow models over in St. Pete yesterday for um we have two girls who are apprenticing right now and one of the girls came and I'm like um are you do you live in Palm Harbor she said yeah I'm like Where, do you have kiddos and she was like no I was like oh I ask everybody I'm like so I'm trying to see if like we're gonna see each other in car line yeah. <laughs> Um, they can't with so, your car. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's a, you know, small, small communities within big communities. And um, I think that that's pretty cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, like the overselling, I think of like the groups or um, the programs, especially in this industry, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it's in like every industry. Like I just signed up for some classes, um, like marketing classes online. So I bought a couple online courses that I've been taking just mm-hmm. to try and like, you know, brush up on like what's, <laughs> what's happening. Um, because it, sometimes it's hard to keep up. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but like maybe I guess a question for you would be maybe like have you has anyone like approached you as far as like trying to sell you on anything specific for this industry
0: necessarily? Yeah, I mean I think Instagram, I feel like every time you post something, somebody's commenting on your posts, like, oh, you're in PMU, how long? Do you want to take this course or pay us and we'll post you on our page type of thing? Um, I do think it can be kind of frustrating because I think we all work so hard to brand ourselves and um, like come off in like a positive light, and I think some people maybe go too far, and it's like, oh, take my course, take my course, take my course, or something like that. When I think maybe some people aren't as authentic as others. After it's like a while, too salesy, right? yeah, yeah. I think it kind of like takes over what they're actually trying to do. Yeah, of. I think that's a great
1: tip too. Is like people don't want to be sold to. No, yeah, they want to know what value you bring to them. They don't want to like you know feel like they're like like I use car sales and like pushing something on them. And mm-hmm. I feel like that sometimes like when people like message yeah. me or like, you know, certain programs or things like, especially in this industry, again, like I said, probably in other industries too, but where people are like just trying to sell me. Like, I'm, I don't feel like you're authentic. I don't feel like you're trying to bring value to my life. I just feel like you're trying to get my money. And you're trying to sell me on something. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you are offering something, it's important that you make those genuine connections with people
0: and that you're not pushy. Yeah. Cause I feel like when it becomes pushy, it's like not what you want anymore. Too, yeah. And I feel like another thing that we would say is like, not all money is good money type of thing. And I feel like a hundred percent, I feel like that kind of ties into that too. Like, I feel like if you are so pushy and it, it might come off as like desperate to a lot of people too. And it's like, You just don't want that overall. Or people might feel pressured and they don't
1: really want to do something. Mm -hmm. And then they regret their decision, whether it's like, you know, like, signing up for a course and then regretting the purchase or whatever the case may be like you like I never want anyone to book with me unless they like you know generally book with me when I do my consults I don't even ask if they want to book mm-hmm. I just tell them at the end like I'm gonna give you my card with my number on it if you have any questions and I let them say like can I book an appointment mm-hmm.
0: leave and it up then, to them. Yeah, yeah
1: leave it up to them like I am like not like I am here when you're ready mm-hmm. but like I don't I don't need to book you yeah you know what I it, mean
0: it, I agree it puts like a weird energy like in the air when you're like oh it's hey, like awkward are you ready to book yeah yeah and another thing that I always like to do too when I hear you do this a lot too like I do always mention the other girls here too because I don't I don't want them to feel pressured to book with me just because like we did the consult. Right. Like, I'm always like, look around, like, make sure, like, you're ready or, like, check out some of the other girls' work. Like, we're all praised differently, blah, blah, blah. Right, like, we're a
1: cohesive team. Yeah. And if one of us is doing well, the other one, because it will, like, it will pass around. It will come back around, basically. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I definitely try and, like, get everybody to you know, move, move to everybody else if I can. Um, unless there's like a specific request, of course, like if you want me, then I want you, Yeah, but, but also I want everybody to know that there are choices. So I think like not putting the pressure on, that's like a great tip. If you are in the industry, like mm-hmm. I think it serves you well to not be salesy, Yeah, not be pushy. And that goes with everything that goes with retail, it goes with services. I mean, that goes with like, if you're doing courses, whatever the case may be. I don't think it comes off well. Like I had, you know, an instance where I had someone who was trying to sell me something, I'm not gonna say what it is. So I don't really give it away. But they were very pushy with me about it. Like we were, it was actually at one our grand opening party, they were trying to sell me something and I had like a million people there. I was trying to walk around. This is like the first time I met this person mm-hmm. and they were talking to me about like policies. And I was like, I like didn't want to be rude, but I didn't have time for it. It was very, and I was like, okay, we'll just like reach out, you know, like at a later date they reached out. I was super busy with the opening of the new store. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, can you just follow up with me in like a month and I'd be happy to like, listen to what you have to say. And then they were like, well, it's only going to take, you know, 10 minutes. And I'm like, I just told you, like, I don't have time. Like now you're starting to aggravate me. Yeah. And I don't, now I don't want to work with you at all.
0: Exactly. Now you just don't want to talk to them, like, I'm and, like, turned off. them. I feel like there's, that's a good point too. I feel like there's a right, um, a right place and time to talk about something too. Like don't yes. come to you at your grand opening of your new store, like you're trying to talk to everybody, communicate with everybody and they're trying to like sales pitch you. Like I just feel like that's an inappropriate time. Yeah,
1: it's like gross. And I think it goes with the relationships too. Like mm-hmm. you get a stage five clinger, like <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like nobody wants somebody who's like literally not going to let it go. Yeah, definitely like let it go. Yeah, move on. Move on, let it go let it fall naturally. Mm -hmm. I think people respond to that so much better than like being, you know, salesy. Like I had a call actually the other day um, with a company again, who I will not name. um, And it was for kind of like a coaching situation um, for business. And they, you know, they went over everything. It was like an hour long call. Um, I could tell it was super salesy because they kept, it it was by a script. I could tell Mm -hmm. she was, she was reading a script and like, she kept like, you know, making sure to say my name. She's like, so Rachel, tell me mm. like it was a very like, ro- like, I know she was not a robot, yeah. but like it was very robotic. It was very scripted. Yeah. I like, I picked up on that. It wasn't genuine. It wasn't authentic. And then at the end, she just wants her money. right at the end, she's like, so I'm just going to tell you that this is like a super expensive thing, but it's like worth the investment and this and that. So she told me the price. I said, okay, you know, I was just trying to get the information. Like, if you could just send that over to me in my email, you know, I'll review it. She said, well, we can finance you right now. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I when it's like a big decision. So like, I need to like, look it over. I need to think about it. Mm-hmm. And they were so pushy. Like I was like, I will never work with this company. Yeah. Like a hundred percent turned off, like not going to do it. Maybe I would have thought about it before. And I feel bad for people who like, don't have the wherewithal to like, say like, no,
0: mm-hmm. like there's some
1: people I'm sure. And I'm sure that's how, you know, she said, oh, we make, you know, $500,000 a month. Okay. And like, which I I don't know. I wouldn't drop numbers like that, but I just feel like for myself, I feel like it's kind of like not appealing for somebody to kind of like pressure you that way.
0: Yeah. And like you said, some people that maybe like aren't good at saying no or Or like like commit to that and then they'll regret it Mm because they haven't had
1: time to think about it. Like Mm -hmm. to push someone to make a huge financial decision in like a second,
0: especially do like when you, put money in front of people like that, like a big amount of money. And they're like, we can get you this amount of money. Like, right. It's only this much a month. Yeah.
1: And, and we can extend it over this
0: period of time. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really, not, it's
1: in your future, your investment. I think it's playing on people's like, you know, like not weaknesses, but it's playing on no, people's like, like
0: emotions and like, I feel like we like with their goals too. like, it's not realistic.
1: Yeah. I just feel like sometimes it can be like a little, like a
0: little con Connie.
1: Yeah. You know I, what I totally mean? agree. Like, and I feel badly
0: for people that like that try to do that. Yeah, what's well, like don't like it? It's kind of like like what's making you do that? I don't know. I think a lot of people get like just like sucked up in it. Like we said, like maybe that wasn't their intention at first, and then there's like things,
1: they say, oh, like one of these networking groups I was in, they said, oh, well, we started it to support women, and then like later on, and this is the first meeting I had gone, then she says, oh, we never thought it was going to be a business, but now it is a business. Mm-hmm now join us and pay us all this money. And like, if you don't, then we're not going to like post your stuff and we're not going to like actually market you. and We're not going to really be welcoming when you come to these groups. Like that is not a group that I want to be in.
0: No, that's not people that you want to like surround yourself with or like, right. They're just what's in it for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah those are like the worst types of people not into it, not into it. Well, <laughs> let, us, let us know if you guys think that we should start a genuinely good, like no, not for profit networking group. Um, we can have it at the stores or whatever. It'll be just fun. It will probably just be, you know, here and there, but, um, drop it on the Insta. Give us a follow on Instagram at bitch tap my face, follow us on Spotify, download, share, tell your friends, and we will talk with you guys soon. Bye.